Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mama Wears Athleisure. I am your host, Mariella de Santiago, a first-time mom. We focus on all things mom with tips to help make life easier and more organized for all you mamas out there. Hi, everyone. Today, I am here with Leslie, who's a registered dietitian, and we're going to talk about gestational diabetes. So lots to learn about that topic, especially because everyone that goes through the whole pregnancy has to take that lovely test and drink that delicious drink, right? I have been a registered dietitian since 2013, so 10 years this October, and I have worked with pregnant women that entire time. About four and a half years ago, I made the switch to specialize in gestational diabetes. I was actually working in a maternal fetal medicine doctor's office, which is essentially a high-risk OB doctor's office, and I was 99% of the time seeing gestational diabetic women and counseling them on their diet for better blood sugars. And then I realized if this information is really hitting home here in Dayton, Ohio, and I see that women are not being really fully supported in the way that I think they should be with this diagnosis, then I bet I would venture to guess that people all over the country, all over the world are needing that same information. And so I started my own business. It just happened to hit same time as COVID. It was really just a great thing because a lot of women weren't being seen in the office at that time. So now I run a a coaching program and I have some little mini courses for postpartum, like what to do after pregnancy if you've had gestational diabetes, but want to fully support women on that journey with blood sugars during pregnancy. I love that. I feel like it's a common trend where a lot of the guests that I have kind of developed their business and it really grew during the pandemic, which is amazing to hear and being able to be more accessible to a lot more people, right? Yeah. So anyway, that's a whole nother different topic. Let's go ahead and talk about gestational diabetes. So what is this? I feel like a lot of women hear about it. We all know that we have to take this drink and you sit and wait and test for it. Yeah. So gestational diabetes really is what it literally means is diabetes in pregnancy. So gestational diabetes, it is somewhat similar to type 2 diabetes. It's not as similar to type 1 diabetes, but it's strictly in pregnancy. So coming into pregnancy, you are not diagnosed with diabetes and after pregnancy, it will go away. It's just for the duration of your pregnancy. And that's because the placenta that every woman has in pregnancy sends off these hormones that make us more insulin resistant. So some women are able to kind of compensate for that. And it's okay that insulin resistance doesn't turn into gestational diabetes. And for other women, it does, it turns into gestational diabetes. So it's really having blood sugar issues, technically diabetes just during pregnancy. And what is it that triggers this in the expecting mamas? So there are some risk factors now. It's still being researched. Some doctors are still saying, well, it's kind of unknown because there are risk factors. But having risk factors doesn't automatically mean you'll be diagnosed. And some women that I coach and counsel have no risk factors at all and end up with the diagnosis. So simply having a placenta 
puts you at risk and everyone has a placenta in pregnancy. So just being pregnant in and of itself puts you at risk to develop gestational diabetes. Now, some other risk factors that increase your probability of developing gestational diabetes would be age. So over the age of 35, our insulin resistance becomes stronger as we age. Race. So some race and ethnicities have a higher probability of developing gestational diabetes. If anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, that might mean there's a hereditary component there that could cause you to develop insulin resistance in pregnancy. PCOS, stick ovarian syndrome, can also cause insulin resistance. So if you have PCOS going into pregnancy, your blood sugars may have already been a bit elevated. You're more likely to develop gestational diabetes. Having had gestational diabetes in the past, more likely to develop it again. And then a lot of times you'll see weight or BMI being thrown out there as a risk factor. But really, when we get down to it, it's not necessarily like a specific weight on the scale. It's the percentage of body fat a person has. So the more body fat that we have, the more insulin resistant we can become. So those are some of the risk factors. You could have none of those and still develop gestational diabetes, though. Oh, fun. All of these things that you can and might have if you're pregnant, right? Right. It's a never-ending list. Right. What are some signs or some symptoms that you can kind of look for or start to just be more aware of, especially if it's before that time that you take this test? I think sometimes it can go unnoticed, really. You might not know if you're experiencing high blood sugars, but some signs of high blood sugars would be excessive thirst, excessive urination, feeling really a high blood sugar. It it can make you feel kind of yucky, like tired, lethargic, might be sleeping a lot after eating. Um, So those are the key, the key symptoms, I would say for high blood sugars, but you might be walking around with some high fasting blood sugars, some high post-meal blood sugars and not ever know it. That's why it's really important to be screened. And I think if someone does have some of those risk factors I mentioned going into pregnancy, it might be a really smart idea to buy a glucometer that you can get at the pharmacy over the counter or grab one on Amazon and just test some random fasting blood sugars in the morning, test some post-meal numbers just to see how your blood sugars are kind of playing out even before the screening happens. So does having this make a pregnancy a high risk? Is that kind of something that you would need to be concerned about? Hi, everyone. It's your host, Mariella. I wanted to thank you for listening and share some ways to show your continued support. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share the show with friends and family. Buy me a coffee to help with the financial costs of running a podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Leisure. And finally, subscribe to my newsletter. Thank you for listening. Yeah, so if you are diagnosed with gestational diabetes, technically your general OB provider is not qualified to manage gestational diabetes. So they should refer you to an endocrinologist or a maternal fetal medicine doctor who is a a specialist for high-risk pregnancy situations. 
either one of those people would be the provider would be the doctor to manage and look at your blood sugars and decide if and when you need medication. So it is high risk, but I think there's maybe a misconception. So if you have gestational diabetes and you are denoted as high risk pregnancy, that doesn't mean that your pregnancy isn't going to be healthy. It doesn't mean that there's automatically going to be these like high-risk situations that happen. You can totally manage your blood sugars and have a completely healthy pregnancy and deliver a healthy baby. Thanks for clarifying that because I feel like when you hear the word higher risk, it automatically, you become nervous as an expecting person, right? Like, what does that mean? Am I going to be okay? Is the baby going to be okay? What can I do? So if you end up having this and thus end up being considered high risk, What can you eat? How can you help kind of control and manage this to ensure that the pregnancy is as stable and as healthy as possible? Yeah, yeah. I think the high risk label is scary, but we do want to just make sure if you have, and I hate the word failed, but if you didn't pass those screening tests and they, and it showed some insulin resistance happening there, you do want to go to see a provider more frequently to make sure that baby is growing and developing properly. So some things that you can do, my number one tip would be eat in a balanced way. I think kind of like the knee jerk reaction with the diagnosis is to eliminate all types of carbohydrates, like just take all the carbohydrates out of someone's diet. But really that can backfire for blood sugars and pregnancy. So my recommendation for the way that you should eat is just in a balanced way, balanced with portion, balanced with carb, protein, fat, and fiber. And that really truly is the best way to manage blood sugars. I would hope that providers would talk about it like at that first prenatal appointment. Like this is something that could happen in pregnancy with management. Everything can totally work out and everything baby can be great afterwards. Instead, it's something that's like kind of the fear of the unknown. We don't talk about it early on until you have to take that screening. Then it's really scary because you're high risk. You have to go see another doctor. And typically most providers are going to tell you all the negative things and bad things that can happen, which it is important to talk to women about what can happen if it's not controlled. But I think in that same sentiment needs to be explained that you can actually have a completely healthy pregnancy with this diagnosis too. Thank you for that. Do you have any other tips, suggestions, or recommendations for any mamas that are dealing with this? Like anything that even has to do with also fitness, does that kind of help them out? So movement absolutely helps to lower blood sugars. I recommend moving in some way. It doesn't have to be like an hour workout class. It can just be a casual walk. It can be moving around the house after you've eaten a meal or a snack. I think that's really important. I would say have grace with yourself. Be nice to yourself. You're learning something new. This is a lot of pressure, a lot of overwhelm with the diagnosis. So just remember to give yourself those positive affirmations. Like I'm doing a good job. I'm doing my best. Definitely find help. So Hopefully your provider will send you to a registered dietitian to get that nutrition help that you need. If not, seek it out, go find somebody, whether it's myself or someone else, but really having a nutritionist there that you can ask questions of, who can give you guidance with food and look at you as a specific person with a unique daily lifestyle and diet is really helpful. And then again, too, like I've said before, but just remember you can have a healthy baby with gestational diabetes. Thank you. I appreciate you taking time to share all of this and to talk about something that 
I don't think that is very common to really talk about. You just kind of hear about it. And then if you have it, then you have to go through all of these like, oh my gosh, what do I do? What am I doing wrong? So it's nice to know that it's really not really something that you can fully control, right? Like you might have it, you might not just kind of like a luck of the draw, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, right. And I think if like for people who have some of these risk factors going into pregnancy, if you even know that, right? Like sometimes you don't know what you don't know until you have a diagnosis. But if you know that you have some of these risk factors, doing things like eating in a balanced way right away, as soon as you become pregnant, incorporating exercise, trying to manage stress, trying to get good sleep, hydrating well, like all of these things matter. And sometimes that's all it takes to manage blood sugars. And maybe you don't get diagnosed with gestational diabetes, but I think it's really important to be balanced in all ways of life, nutrition and other for managed blood sugars. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for our next episode. You can find us on Instagram for more updates and tips. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review if you like us.